Is this thing on? Are we live? Oh, uh, the 2021 Appalachian Media Institute presents the many more mysterious stories of Toy Boy, hosted by me, Toy Boy. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to another episode of Winston's Wildest. The show where we get into the neediest of the greediest. And today I have an interview with what many people are calling the most dangerous man in the entire world ever. That's right, I am talking about the one and only Slim Jim McCoy. This man has captivated dozens of people into his crusade of madness. He has done truly unspeakable things like, no really, you don't want to know. I read the file and I've been up for three days of nothing but pure caffeine and stress as we go into the maximum security for the mildly unkind to have an exclusive set down with a complete lunatic. Now behind bars, he freely admits to all the truly horrific things he's done, and he blames it all on a... Wait, what? No, 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 okay, okay, where's the real script? No, like, what? He actually believes this? You're not joking, right? Oh, things I do for mortgage. Oh, I could have become a ballet dancer. Now look at me, I'm hosting... Oh, up, up, up. He blames all the truly crazy things he's done on one mysterious entity known as the Toit Boy. Jim, thank you for agreeing to this interview. Do you hear this Toit Boy? He's speaking to me now. He wants me to tell you who he is. He is the sunrise. He is the sunrise in the skies of eastern Kentucky. The boy. The toy boy, he is here, he is in you, he is in me. He sent me here to communicate to you, to show you how to do. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling, he's the king, he's the man, he knows the way. He knows why Don Childress's oil prices are so high. He knows through my guy, he knows why the Rite Aid clothes down there. He is the god of man and the nature, he is the bringer of life. He knows that George's branch has drugs, but you know what? He don't need drugs, he is drugs. I'm high on the boy. The toy boy. I don't need no joint. He knows. And I know. And he sent me here to make you know. So, Jim, a lot of people say you are in fact incredibly dangerous. Simply due to the fact that you are banned from every grocery store in the entire United States after assaulting a bunch of people with a sock full of butter. Is this true? Is Slim Jim McCoy dangerous? I'm absolutely dangerous because you know what I got? I got no bark. I got all bite. This all started on the average day. I went to Double Quick and I bought me a pizza roll. And I got this pizza roll and I started to eat it and it was bad. So I went back to the Double Quick, bought me a water. Don't you drink it. I saw him, here he come, Bobby G, he knows me, so I hit him with the water bottle, that's what he had me do. You know why? Because he didn't know the way, he believed in his own selfish choices, man. You hear what I'm speaking to you, will do. You know what I'm saying, I see it in your face, you can feel it in your bones, you hear my words, you see my mouth. He's the one, the one and only, the true enjoy. I'm talking about the one and only joy named Toy Boy. And 
1988, he had me go to the store, and I pulled up a box of crackers, and I pulled four crackers out, and I licked the bottom of one and rearranged them all back in, so now you don't know which one I licked. He spoke to me when I was in the local dollar store. He said, hey man, I've got you a chore. Here's what you do. And he told me what I do. So right in there, I strip naked to activate my spiritual powers faster and I chug a lava lamp and eat an entire box of fun dip right in the middle of the dollar store. I don't always do that, but when I do, I activate that spiritual connection faster and before you know it, I'm headbutting your kid with the aid of a trampoline. So I have to know, why does Toy Boy command you to do this stuff? Who knows, might one of these days he might tell me if I get out, he might say, hey, go start a ride. Next day he might tell me, hey, you don't need a ride, just hang out and sleep, recharge your batteries, and the next day I might go to the Wendy's parking lot, take a dump right in it, who knows? As long as you can do something to get people to see, they will feel. Another time, Toy Boy called on me again. He said, go get your job at the pizza place. So I went up and got me a job at the pizza place, and I was the cutter. I cut a piece of pizza out of the center of it, and then sent it off to a birthday party. But what is Toy Boy? He's everything and nothing at the same time. I already done told you this. He's the reason for every season. He don't need no form. He has no form. He's got the name, and that's it. He's got the concept, he's the idea, he lives in all of us. But what is he? I can't tell you. People will follow Toy Boy? Do you think you even have a choice in the matter? He's already decided. You will all follow him. Shortly after that interview was conducted, Slim Jim McCoy escaped custody by punching an unfortunate employee directly into the shoulder blade, stealing said employee's car, crashing it into another car, and then stealing that car. He is no doubt already in the streets, praising the word of Toy Boy and converting more to the cause. Who knows what will happen next, but the only thing we can say for certain, it's only just begun. Near the San Joaquin River in Fresno, California, 1987. I met Toy Boy one night on a business trip in Fresno, California. Little did I know that night would change my life forever. While taking a walk, I found Toy Boy standing next to the San Joaquin River. I walk over to him. Yeah, I got one. Do you have a lot? What are you doing here so late at night? Yeah, I guess you could ask the same for me. Yeah, life is tough. Then, Toy Boy began to explain to me why he was actually there. He'd been having an affair on his wife with this man. It turned out that this was his last night in Fresno, so he was bidding his toward love affair good riddance until he could come back again one day. 
After he tells me about his reasoning for being out so late, he goes in to explain how they both met. Turns out they met on Grinder, but it turned into something way more than just a one-night stand. Toit took a long drag off of his cigarette. He stood there for a second looking at me and stated, Sometimes life just goes into a direction you do not expect, but man, I'm just going where the wind takes me. I stood there entranced, hanging on to every word. There was something so mystical about this cryptoid man-creature, the way he spoke, as if only I could hear him. Why was he saying all of this to me? Did he think I was so insignificant that he could share this with me? Or was he just so guilt-ridden that it was all pressing so hard on his conscience that it just bubbled to the surface and I just had the privilege of hearing his story? Whatever the answer is, I feel grateful for him sharing this with me. After tearfully taking the last puff off of his cig, he threw it down angrily and started to walk away. Mid-step, he looked back at me and he whispered to me. I thanked him for sharing and agreed with his words. He said to me, The great philosopher Immanuel Kant once said, Other people's happiness will not bring you joy. Happiness follows from the intrinsic and infinite value as an autonomous, free, and rational being. We both turned and walked away, but before I got over the hill, I looked back and saw two silhouettes in the sunlight on the bridge, a Fresno nightcrawler and Toy Boy himself. They reached in for a long embrace, then solemnly walked away from one another in opposite directions. I don't quite know why this scene made a singular tear roll down my cheek. I turned away, wiping my eyes and trying to move past this tragic event I had witnessed. That was when I realized I hadn't found Toint Boy, but he had found me. As the summer came to a close, Toit Boy returned to his wife and family in Letcher County, Kentucky. Things wouldn't go over so well once she learns of his time in Fresno. Our Time in Fresno by Jamie Shepard, Bella Back, and Trinity Proud. Up next, Creepy Cryptids by Sam Healy and Jesse Fry. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Wrong file. That was from Toy Boy's personal collection. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Hello and welcome to the Casual Cryptids Podcast, sponsored by Moondog, the only dog food you can eat too. With your hosts, Jesse Frey and Stella Blue, this week we're going to be covering a series of creepy and cryptic conversational pieces, such as a condom with eyes, Bigfoot playing baseball, and a molecular-sized mothman. Stella, before we get into that, how was your week? Good. I got to catch up on the recent episodes of The Bachelorette, though, and you will not believe what I saw in the background. Oh, uh, what do you see? I'm pretty sure I saw a toy boy in one of the shots. Wait, 
you saw the toy boy on the current season of the bachelorette are you sure yeah season 17 huh that's crazy because i i swear i once saw him on an early season of the dating game maybe it was the first one yeah it was definitely the first one wait the one that originally aired in 1965 and ran for almost a decade? Yeah, that exact one! I can't believe that. There's no way. No, no, I, I swear. Look at this. Okay, bachelor number three. What's your favorite deserted island sport? Deserted island sport? Mm -hmm. Uh, survival. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see it? it? What about now? I, I put this huge red circle around it. Do you see it now? Wait, whoa, so that's what Toy Boy sounds like? Come to think of it, I've heard that sound before during the Wait Wait Don't Tell Me for March 20th, 2010. Carl was talking about his kilt. I also happen to have that audio clip. Carl has decided to wear a kilt. This that's week. right, Peter, I have Aaron Gobra. <laughs> well, wait, isn't that a 45-year airing difference? How old is this toy boy supposed to be? Because, come to think of it, more and more stuff seemingly has a toy-like creature involved. Wait, did you hear that? You're right, when we went to the MoMA in New York, we saw Toy Boy and Francis Johnston's girls basketball taken in 1900, I believe. Whoa. It's there in plain sight. Once you notice it, you can't stop seeing the amount of sight. It's like it's it's everywhere. Uh, did you hear that? Hear what? But that description fits this Toy Boy-like creature in this painting that I saw once in a church in Spain. I think it was made in the 12th century. Look, I have a photo of it. Is it possible that Toy Boy's been around for some- Do you know who that is? No, I, I have a, a sign-up saying we're on air. Uh, could you go get it? Huh. Yeah, of course. Who are you? I'm just a figment of your imagination. are listening to The Many More Mysterious Stories of Toy Boy, produced by the 2021 Animage Media Institute, here on 88.7 WMMT in Whitesburg, Kentucky. And now Toy Boy would like to recite the poem he has written for his fans. In the midst of the melancholy days and lackluster years, we navigate conversations and feelings and dreams with the existential dread that tomorrow is inevitable, yet never promised. And while nothing ever changes, nothing quite stays the same, or so it seems, in the fishbowl that is life. So anyway, I'm back to the show. Ta
Hi, I'm Toy Boy, and welcome to this month's meeting of Cryptid Therapy. Thank you all for coming to my lair. I'd like to remind everyone, including Bigfoot, that the snacks are for everyone. Let's just go around and introduce ourselves and while we're here. Hello, fellow intellectuals and others. My name is Harrison B. Foot the Third. You may call me Bigfoot. I am here today to discuss the stereotyping in the cryptid community. I am often portrayed in the media as hairy, angry, and uneducated. Only one of those is true. Everyone claims to spot me in the woods, but do they ever discuss my humanitarian work? No. You can go now, Mothman. You know, that's actually what I'm here to talk to y'all about today. I am tired of the misgendering in the cryptid community. Everybody's out here saying Mothman. It's Mothwoman, thank you. I'm out here doing all the work, getting all the publicity, and you have the nerve to call me Mothman? Unacceptable. Women are cryptids too, and we deserve the same respect. Well, I, I'm not going to stay on this soapbox forever. I'm going to pass it along to Slenderman. Hi, my name is Slenderman, and all I ever wanted to do in life was be a teacher. The media misrepresents me by saying that I scare kids in the woods. All I want to do is try to teach them about Pythagorean theorem. Us monsters are so misrepresented in the media. I'm tired of it. First of all, I just, I don't think it's fair in this supposedly safe space for us cryptids that you're still using outdated language like the term monster. Everyone knows that we prefer cryptid now, so I prefer that you would use non-triggering language. Next of all, I'm also here to talk about stereotyping in this community. As a Wendigo, everyone thinks of me as a cannibal. What they don't know about me is I'm vegan. I live a clean life in the woods. I try to help guide people to do right. But people make these awful cannibalistic accusations. I'm just trying to lead people to the healthy vegan life that I live in the woods. And I wish this misrepresentation in our community would stop. For those of you that don't know, I'm the Snipe. I'm sorry for any surprises. Uh, I was in that what you thought was empty chair to your left. As you all know, my shtick is getting hunted down by children for a game. And I don't appreciate it. Every time I try to enjoy my day in nature, some kids come waltzing around my territory trying to hunt me down singing a stupid song that their parents taught them. Do you know how annoying it is sitting up in a tree, napping, and then hearing kids loudly singing songs about you that aren't even correct? If they are going to make a song about me, why can't they make a song about all the stuff I do for the environment? I just feel like no one sees me for me. And it... It's just so heartbreaking, and I, I just want to be loved. As I said, my name is Toy Boy, and I am here to talk to you about my uncontrollable desire to kill. That was Comfort for Cryptids, Incorporated by Ashley Van Ben Wendy Jones, and Jay Royce Shepard.
We are now recording. I'm Agent Morris with the NSA, and I'm here with three subjects located in central Appalachia who attest that they've experienced an alien abduction. This is one of the only verified cases in U.S. history of an alien abduction, so of course our organization in Washington wanted an agent on the scene immediately. Now, could each of you describe your experiences one by one? Let's start with you, Ms. Mullins. It wasn't no abduction. Could you describe for me what it was? It was a party on the strip job. A party. Witnesses say you were taken by a large, pale creature in a spaceship. There are several videos to back this. Oh, that was just Toy Boy. Toy Boy? Was that the alien's name? He has no name. He's a creature made of ultraviolet light that takes the shape of every animal combined together to form one superior creature of being. And Toy Boy said this to you. How did he communicate that to you all? Well, first we thought he was somebody's dog, but after he started communicating with us on different wavelengths, we figured out pretty quick what he was. And what was that, exactly? He's God. I'm sorry, he's what? Sorry, he's still hopped up on the residual energy from the party. What we mean is, he's kind of like that cool dad your friend has who lets you watch ridiculousness in the living room at 3 in the morning with volume on high. You know, I always thought of him like a son I'll never have in this life. But probably in another life where I'm a race car driver for NASCAR. I'm sorry, I don't know what any of this means. Could you explain? He's where life ends and begins. He's witnessed every natural disaster. He's seen worlds destroyed. He can drive a stick shift and he's never lay on the clutch. You know he was the one who found a cure for the Spanish influenza. All he had to do was sneeze. I thought he said he created the Spanish flu by sneezing. He did that too, I think. I'm really sorry. Clearly this interview was a mistake. I'll tell you about mistakes. When he rises again one day, when he comes back to witness that last event that wipes all of us out for good, will you be ready? Will you be ready to repent for your blasphemy, for your crimes? Answer to the white God. Well, I heard he was Martha Jane's prom date last year. I heard he drove her there too. It's funny. You think with that many legs he couldn't fit in a car? He folds him, remember? Kinda like how a cat sits. He can fold all 15 of them. Thank you all. This was very informative. I need to end the recording now. Oh, he's coming. And when he comes, will you be ready? Will you be prepared to be born again as his children, as his sons and daughters? I thought the only kid he had was the Mothman. Toy Abduction by Nicole Lee, Kaylee Adams, and Ellie Mullins. Also featuring Madison Yukan and Sean O. Hey man, your slot is over. Get out of there. And now, to four by Sidney Winnie and Mia Nazar. Thanks for meeting for dinner, girl. Work was so stressful today. This kid was so scared and unruly while I was trying to pull his last baby tooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I finally calmed him down by reminding him the tooth fairy would come and bring him goodies. Which, of course, reminded me of you. And that old silly fascination you have. It is not a silly fascination. Huh. I guess you're still holding on to that, then. I know you love fairies so much that you legally changed your name, but... Tinkerbell is a great name. Thank you very much. Besides, I've told you Tooth Fairy Science before. It is real. Ugh, here we go again. Are you about to lecture me? No, but I have a story that proves Tooth Fairies are real. Well, isn't that just my treat? Dinner and a show.
So I've always wanted to see a tooth fairy, even before I lost my first tooth. Each time I lost a tooth, I would slip it under my pillow and try to force myself to stay awake, just to get a glimpse, some proof that tooth fairies exist. And each time, I missed it. But then, when I was in the fifth grade, I lost my last tooth. I knew that this was my last chance. I wasn't going to mess it up. When night fell, I shut my eyes to make it look like I was asleep. But I wasn't. Earlier that day, I drank all the coffee and ate all the leftover Halloween candy. There was no way I was falling asleep anytime soon. Hours passed. Nothing happened. And then, I heard a sound. Tooth Fairy, is that you? I whispered. An eerie voice that was definitely not human answered. Yes, it's me. The Tooth Fairy's voice wasn't what I expected. It was a kind of echoey voice that made the air in the room feel ten degrees colder. But I had never met a real Tooth Fairy before. And not everything's like how you see on TV. My eyes opened and excitedly darted around the room. I could see the shadow of fairy wings on my wall and the glow of a magic wand. It's okay, I said. You can come out. I'm not going to tell anyone I saw you. Girl, but you're literally telling me right now. Are you going to let me tell my story? I mean, I was just fact-checking, but go right on ahead. <sighs> Anyways, my words must have had some impact on him, because he spoke again. Greetings, I'm here to receive the tooth. The tooth fairy stepped into the moonlight. But there was something entirely off about the creature speaking before me. I stared into his cold, lifeless eyes. Wait, I said. You're not the tooth fairy. I am. No, you're not. You're so weird. And your glowing magic wand is actually a stinky cigar. And you have four legs. And I thought you had shimmery gossamer wings. But they're just sweaty, floppy ears. And you don't even have teeth. What kind of tooth fairy doesn't have teeth? I mean, yeah, okay. I'm not a tooth fairy. So what are you? I'm Toit Boy. Wait, 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 wait. Do you mean Toit Boy, the famous therapist, anarchist, deity, and bachelor? Yeah. So anyways, Toit Boy- You mean Toit Boy, world-renowned fitness fanatic, prom escort, and state representative of Texas, Toit Boy? Yes, keep up. Why are you here? I asked him. Toit Boy said nothing. That's when I started to cry. My one chance of seeing a real tooth fairy, gone. Just like that. Instead, I got a sweaty-eared, four-legged imposter. Toit Boy sighed and patted my back. If you must know, I'm Agent Toit Boy Johnson III. I am currently double agent with the FBI. I was the only agent who was small enough and mighty enough to infiltrate the tooth fairies and their tooth fairy dust ring. They've been taking small children's teeth for years and grinding them all up into fairy dust. Fairy dust? Yes, fairy dust. It helps them fly up super high, if you know what I mean. And they cover it all up by erasing children's belief in fairies. So it's literally impossible for adults to catch them. 
I was speechless. And before I could ask him how or why or what, he snatched my tooth from my pillow and flew out the window with a few flaps of his ears. I never saw him again. This has been a Many More Mysterious Stories of Toy Boy, a production by the 2021 Appalachian Media Institute. Get off the air, man. You don't even work here. What the f are you doing in there? And I've been your host. Toy